Hello again, small but mighty How We Work family. Welcome to another episode of How We Work with me, Issa Rabins. So today we're going to do a little bit of a different thing. It's an essay. It's not exactly a reminder episode, but it's a episode about something I've been thinking a lot about, which is AI. If you have spoken to me in the last six months, I'm sure you have gotten... I don't want to call them lectures. Hopefully they don't feel like lectures, but definitely um, an impassioned diatribe on the wonders of artificial intelligence. I just think that this technology is amazing in so many ways. And it is, I mean, whether we like it or not, it is going to be in everything we use very soon. In like a year, it'll be everywhere. Um, And I think that scares a lot of people with good reason, you know, like change is always scary. And this is a big change. It's going to be a big change. It's going to change the way a lot of people work. It's going to change the way I work. It's already changed the way I work. And this is really what I want to focus in this episode on is really small, straightforward ways you can start using AI now for your business and just kind of like in your life. Um, I think that there's this divide between people who are very excited about this stuff and, you know, they seem kind of like techie dev developer type folks. Um, And then a huge part of the population that is really just kind of like taking a step back, a little terrified um, not really sure that it's for them, not really sure how to use it or what it means. And I think that's especially for like food community, you know, the food and foraging community are no, no friends of, of the tech community. Um, there's definitely always been a little bit of a divide there, which I think is too bad, you know, um, because technology really can help your business. Um, whether it's a food business or any kind of business, you know, really embracing that stuff, I think has helped me to do a lot more than I could have otherwise, you know, using all these kind of third party applications and just, I've been able to put out and create a lot more than I would have been able to with like the amount of money I had, which was none. Um, So that means not being able to hire a ton of staff and just all kinds of stuff. Um, It's really been it's really helped, you know, my career a lot. And I think that if not totally embracing it, at least knowing about it is important. So I just wanted to make this episode to talk about kind of some really simple, straightforward ways. You know, you probably heard about ChatGPT. Maybe you haven't even used it. You know, a lot of people I've talked to um, recently haven't really used it. Uh, Statistically, if you're listening to this, you have not used it. Um, because apparently like 15% of the population has even used it at all, which is surprising to me, but also understandable because it's like, fuck, it's scary. Like, what do you do with this thing? And I think that I have dove in pretty head first. <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually, so I'm actually like learning how to code Python, which is the coding language that's used um, most often with, AI applications and like building an AI app. And I have this like, this like consulting company who's like my AI mentors that I meet with once a week to kind of like help me through issues I'm working on. 
And really what I'm just trying to do is learn how to interact with this, like, honestly, like new being that is, is being born right now. Like, that's what it feels like. And I know that there is like my buddy, Adam, who, I t- who was on this podcast and I talked to a lot about this is definitely on the like AI is definitely not conscious side and, and tries to like, tries to uh, put out the flames of my enthusiasm on it. But like there is, it is, it feels like a kind of consciousness, you know, it's not human, but like when you're interacting with this thing, it's different than interacting with a computer. And over time, I think we'll start to understand more what that means. You know, it's going to advance a lot more, which is going to even change the relationship with it even more. But even now, like the feedback it gives is very insightful. I've used it a lot to get feedback on my writing, which is one of the things I wanted to suggest, actually. So one really straightforward, really easy use case um, for AI is just to get feedback on your writing. You know, there's been a lot of talk and fear about people using it as a plagiarism tool, essentially, right? So like a kid saying, hey, write this essay about the Revolutionary War (laughs) or whatever, (laughs) whatever school children write about. Um, Rather than writing it themselves, they just you know, wholesale ask GPT to write it. I honestly think that fear is a bit unfounded. Um, anyone who has just asked GPT to do something like that and has met a school-aged child knows that you could tell the difference. You know, like if you know, like if you're a teacher and you know your students at all, like if you've ever read anything that they've ever written before one time, one, one page that they've ever written you will know 100% that they did not write it if, if they asked GPT to write it for them like that. Like, it's just impossible, you know? I think that is actually an unfounded fear, but I think that the thing that you really can use it for is really good feedback. So what I do is I'll write, you know, I write stuff, um, this and that. I'll write some essay about something that I think is interesting, Um, like these reminder essays, actually. So I do the podcast, but I also will write about a lot of them um, because I really like to write. And what I'll do is just cut and paste my text into GPT and say, hey, what do you think of this? And then it gives me feedback. And it says like, hey, this is a nice essay. Like, I really like what you did here. Um, It's a really interesting idea to think about this aspect of the human mind, but this part of it is not so clear. Like I I like how you used this personal example to help drive home your point, but maybe you could use examples that are a little bit more unique and create a more visual environment for the, for the reader to, uh, you know, to understand the depths of what you're trying to say. Like that would be, feedback it would give. Um, it would be better than that, honestly. Um, it's really, really good feedback. And what's great about it is it helps you iterate yourself on how something is, right? If I put an idea in there, I said, just write this for me. Or if I wrote something, I said, hey, rewrite this for me. Like, what's the point of that, right? Like my creative voice is gone. Um, but there is a way to use it where your creative voice is totally still there. So in this example, you cut and paste it in there, ask for advice. Then what I'll do is go back and kind of rewrite a couple things, kind of take in the feedback. 
and then go back in and do that again, iterate on it a couple times. And what that does is really make your writing a lot better. Um, it's, it's like having a creative writing professor slash assistant who's just always there to kind of give you feedback and help you iterate, help you get better. It's a tool, you know, it's a tool like any other tool and it's a really good tool for writing. Um, another writing example that I use it for is for emails. Like if I'm writing an email that the tone is very, very important. Like for example, uh, I own this place called Forage Kitchen and it's, um, incubator space for startup food companies. So like if you are trying to start a food business, you can rent space in our kitchen and, you know, we kind of like have a nice community. It's really nice space. We got to, we rent it for events too. And we have a bar and restaurant. We do big parties. So if you're in Oakland, come on by. First Friday is a nice time to come by. Okay, plug done. Um, but we had a little bit of a situation with one of our members, as happens sometimes, and they had to be asked to leave the kitchen, which is never fun. And it's just my least favorite thing to do. But also, you know, it's our job to kind of take care of the community. So we got to do these hard things sometimes. And so the emails I wrote to them were it was very important that they came across the way I wanted them to come across, you know, and I was a little worked up, you know, I'm a human being, I was a little worked up by the situation. So my first draft of the emails, like, were a little bit more aggressive than I wanted them to be. Like they just were, you know, like I tried to be calm. And like, I, I tried to use all my reminder skills to calm myself down. And a little aside, I'll do a whole reminder post about this. But one thing I do that I did in that situation is I try to imagine how I'll feel about how I'm acting in a month. It's like, it's like a magic trick because you, because of course at this moment you're angry, you like want to prove a point. Maybe it's like, or maybe my ego is a little hurt by something. I want to show that person. I want to show them that they're, that they're wrong um, but then in the month I felt shitty about it. I'm like, oh man, like that wasn't the right way to act. Like they, you know, they were, they were just trying to do, get the best for their business. And I was trying to get the best for mine. There was no reason to be like that. Um, and so when I think about that, when I think, okay, how am I going to feel in a month about this? It really helps to reframe the way I act today. Um, super helpful. So think about that. But so I was in this situation with this uh, member and I was writing all these emails and what I would do is just cut and paste the email into GPT. And I would cut and paste the whole thread of all the emails and say like, hey, this is the situation. This is what I'm trying to say. This is, this is how I'm trying to communicate. This is the tone I'm looking for. Um, and it gave great feedback. Like the stuff I sent was way better than it would have been without it. Um, and I think that is a really underutilized use of the technology because it is so hard to thread the line of tone in emails, right? Like you try to say one thing, you end up saying another. Um, so why not talk to this force of nature, not force of nature, but like this, this thing that essentially has read all the emails, <laughs> already read every book on like, email tone. It's read every article that ever, anyone's ever written about how to communicate in a business setting professionally. Um, it's read everything. 
it knows more than you do and certainly more than I do about how to communicate through email, it really helps. Again, I don't ask it to write emails for me. You know, so this is the difference. Like I wouldn't say, hey, this is the situation, write this email for me because then that's not my voice. You know, that's not me communicating with this person. It's a computer communicating with them. And it's not, it's not my tone. It's not my voice. It doesn't sound like me. It's never going to sound like you at some point. It probably will. But at this point, it doesn't sound like you. So I think it's really important to like, keep that in mind. Don't let it do work for you. You know, it's a, it's a partner. It's a, it's a tool like spell check is a tool, but it's just a much more advanced tool. So use it like that. Don't use, don't think of it as something that's taking your job or taking your creativity or replacing you, think about how to use it as like an amazing, amazing resource and tool that is at your fingertips that everyone will be using soon. So like if you can start getting familiar with this technology now, you're going to be ahead of all the people who didn't. So something like 15, 20% of the population has used ChatGPT. If you start using it now, you're ahead of 80% of every business, every writer, every, everybody. Um, and I know that I like am a little over, overboard on this, a little over the top. Like I'm definitely in the like small percentile of people who are totally obsessed with it. I've, I've kind of gone over the deep end. But I just wanted to make this little post to help give you a nudge. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like probably kind of like me you like the stuff I like you know you like food and foraging and being outside and community and like bringing people together and all that kind of good stuff you know and I just like I don't think the technology and all that stuff are mutually exclusive by any means so another quick bullet point use case that I want to suggest is just doing quick internet research so instead of googling something and looking through all the you know all the links that come up and everything um, you can just ask it like, hey, do research on this subject for me. Or oh, I'm curious about this location uh, that I want to go on a vacation on. Can you find out about it and let me know like a couple of hotels that I could check out and maybe some restaurants and what are some kind of like unique things I can do while I'm there? And it will just do all the research for you and give you back all the information and links. Um, if you are not paying for GPT, then use Bing for that. So Bing uses GPT um, for its its search. So it's basically the same thing. Another thing I want to recommend for food folks out there scaling up recipes, you know, anything to do with like, with, you know, you're working in the kitchen, you got a recipe for 10 people, you want to scale up to 50. Just ask it to do that. You can do that super quick. Um, really just easy, saves a ton of time. Summarizing long documents, you know, I use it for contracts to summarize contracts and ask questions about them. It can hallucinate. So like, and basically what that means is it will say something that sounds very confident that's totally made up, you know, so like you really, so you need to like take this stuff with a grain of salt. Um, But it's really good. Like if you have like a long PDF document or a long document of any kind, you can put it in there. And then just ask it to summarize it. Um, if you put it in there and it says it's too long, there are these websites, these GPT prompt splitters. So just Google that. And then you, you have to put it in, in chunks. Um, 
but it's really, it's really amazing to do that, you know, summarizing, you know, it's like summarizing the, I use it for summarizing the podcast episodes so I can do intros about them. So like, I'll ask it to summarize it and I'll say, Hey, pull out some bullet points that I can talk about. And then it'll pull out some bullet points. And then I kind of like look through and I add my own. And that's what I use to kind of like riff on as I do the intros and the outros. So I think we can leave it at that. You know, if you've never used AI, that probably feels like a lot. Um, If you are familiar with it, it probably feels super obvious. And like, you wonder why you've been listening to me this long. Um, But I really just made this again to like give you a little nudge. You know, if you aren't using this stuff, like I like I know it's scary. I know it's overwhelming. I know it seems like it's not for you, um, but it is for you and it is going to be for everyone soon. So like the sooner, and I'm not saying this in like a fear-based, like you have to do this or you'll be left behind. Like don't be scared of it. Like be excited about it. It's like, I'm so excited about it. Like it is like, it will change everything like it is like this this knowledge pillar that everything will be connected to soon and like will make everything different than it is now and some of those things will be worse and some of them will be better but i mean i think like it's our responsibility to make the good things right and the only way we can make the good things is to participate so that's it I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. I really appreciate, I want to say, I really appreciate so much when people reach out to me and let me know they listened to the episode or like they got something from it. Shout out to my sister Tierney who just reached out to me and said she listened to the Adam episodes and it really like helped her through something that she was working on, you know? Um, And that like, that's the whole thing. That's it. You know, like hearing that, that's it. You know, that's like the reason. That's enough of a reason for me to keep doing this. So thank you again. Thank you, Tierney. Shout out. And um, I'll see you next week.